Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. We are thrilled to be doing this show with you each and every week. Uh, and what an incredible show we have for you tonight. I want to just mention to everybody right at the, the top of the show that you're going to probably want to make sure you have the number to call in. And so I'm going to make sure that I give it to you because we are going to be doing some, I just want to say, fascinating, fascinating things tonight. I am so thrilled to be introducing you to someone that I've known for quite some some time. She is a professional clairvoyant, astrologer, tarot card reader, international practice with spiritual counseling. She's been doing this for over 20 years. She has uh, had a weekly astrology column for ABC News, and she is now the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Sextrology. She's also a regular on my friend's show, Conscious Talk Radio, out of Seattle and across the globe. We are so thrilled to have Megan Skinner join us here tonight because we are talking about The Complete Idiot's Guide to Sextrology. And you're probably wondering... What the heck is Dr. Pat talking about? Well, we're going to tell you all about it. We're going to give you an opportunity to use the toll-free number right here on the show and connect with Megan and connect with whatever it is you want to know about your partner, about your soulmate, about your your, we're not going to do sex drive tonight. We'll hold that for another show. But, Megan, I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. Hey, Dr. Pat, it's so great to be with you. I'm, just, I'm laughing because you do such a great job of selling sextrology. Well, i got to tell you, we did a very short snippet on one of my other hours, and it was so much fun. And I've got to say, Megan, when I look at the, the book, the Complete Idiot's Guide to Sextrology. You know, there are many of these idiot guides book that co- books that come out. But I have to tell you, I love this book. I love the color. It doesn't even look like their regular issue. So what it says is look to the stars to find the lover of your dreams. And I know many people listening to the show today, if you're in relationship with someone or if you're not in relationship but you're wondering what the heck went on in that relationship? Megan is going to be able to to talk with us about it. I want to ask you about this book. You've done many, many things. You are, you know, a, a much sought after clairvoyant astrologer. Uh, you you do many, many sessions with people. And I've got to ask you, what was it in the mix of who you are that led you to look at? sextrology and let's talk about what that means okay well let let me first just tell you what sextrology is for those listeners out there that are wondering it sextrology is uh, sex astrology and basically what sextrology does is it looks at the attraction potential between the 12 signs of the zodiac and you know as, as you've mentioned I'm a spiritual counselor I'm a professional clairvoyant also a tarot card reader and an astrologer and What this book really gave me was the opportunity to explain how astrology works. And you know what? Astrology really does work. And what the book does is it goes through the different signs of the zodiac, and it takes a look at what are the different needs, wants, and desires for each of those signs, and then most importantly here, how do they hook up together? 
for example, certain signs are more compatible with other signs. And like you mentioned, you can be in a relationship and go, how the heck did I get here and why doesn't it work? Or why is this working so well? And astrology gives you, because astrology is an ancient system of spiritual knowledge. And so it gives you a lot of information about who you are, what you want, and what you're working with. And what I love about the book, it tells you kind of what to be on the lookout for, but more importantly, it kind of gives you a little explanation of why things work and why things are not working. I mean, it really does give some insight, but I hadn't really thought about it until you and I talked um, last time right. about how this, you know, filters in our into our everyday lives. And, you know, I was reading the cover of the book that, you know, of uh, the introduction that you wrote, uh, and addressed to the reader, and you were talking about writing this book on love, on sex, on romance, <laughs> and then, you know, you, you asked the question, perhaps there was more that I need, needed to learn about my own sextrology. I mean, but isn't that the road? Isn't that the way we go? Isn't it usually something in our own lives? I mean, look at me. I created crust busting. Why? Because I had so much crust in my life, <laughs> I needed a way to think about it. Well, you know, that's really interesting that you bring up the introduction because it's true. You know, when I got the contract to write the book, I was so excited <laughs> because, you know, I've been doing astrology forever, and I just felt like I had so much to share. But, you know, within a week of signing the contract to write this book on love and sex and relationship, I broke up with a longtime boyfriend, and mm. we had been together for oh gosh, for almost like eight years, and I really thought this guy was my soulmate. So, you know, I didn't take this coincidence lightly. I mean, here I was, I was given this opportunity, and, you know, I was breaking up with someone. So it was a real opportunity for me to dig in deeper and learn more about what I really want and what I really need. And I think that the way that you've you've written this in this book, the way that the book is laid out, it is not only, you know, as we said, a guide, but, boy, this is totally fun. You know, that's the whole point. You know what I mean? It's to really have fun with it. And it's very lighthearted and oftentimes kind of humorous. And we poke fun at, you know, different parts of, you know, the signs and, you know, what they've got going for them and what they don't. Because, you know, every sign has its positive qualities and its negative qualities. And, you know, before we got on air, Dr. Pat, we were talking about your moon and Capricorn, mm -hmm. you know, and about how Capricorn and moon and Capricorn sometimes gets a bad rap because it's so serious and likes to be in control. And so, we, you know, we, we, we poke fun at the, you know, at the different, you know, parts of each of the signs, you know, because I think a really great way to learn astrology is to have fun with it. And, you know, another great thing about how to learn astrology is by learning about your relationship because everybody wants to know more about their relationship. So you can learn more about astrology and relationship all at the same time. And this is what's so fun. I, and, you know, when we, when we look at, uh, at, and some people will look at this and they'll analyze it. Other people will do like, uh, you know, what I've been doing with the book and I've been saying, oh, this is totally fun. And it certainly does explain uh, things. But you have these 12 signs, or we have the 12 signs of the zodiac. Yeah. And for each sign, okay, you've kind of given each sign a new name, <laughs> if I may refer to it as that. Exactly. I have not thought about it like this. And I think it would be so fun before we open up the phone lines to kind of go through and just look at what you have given in terms of these new names to each of the signs. 
That's great. And, you know, I did uh, I call each of the signs of the zodiac here the lover of the zodiac. And so we start with Aries, which is the first sign of the zodiac, and I call Aries the impulsive lover. And Aries is a fire sign, and Aries is very independent. It moves fast. It's bold. It wants what it wants, and it wants it now. And Aries is not great at sticking with stuff or following through, but, man, do they show up, and they're all about acting on the impulse. So that's why Aries is the impulsive lover. And then we go to Taurus, and Taurus is an earth sign, and all the earth signs are very sensual. They're tactile, you know, they're really into the, the, the five different senses. They, they enjoy the body in the real world. So we call Taurus the sensual lover. And then we go to Gemini, and Gemini is an air sign, and we call Gemini the fickle lover. And Gemini is very, you know, it's the twins. Gemini has a split personality. So one minute it's one thing, and the next minute it's the next thing. And Gemini is very fun to be with. They're very sexually curious and playful. They're usually up for anything. But they're, you know, they're, their moods can change on a whim. And Gemini is known to be, well, fickle. You know, they're great at starting a relationship, but they change their minds very quickly. And then we have Cancer, and Cancer is a water sign. And we call Cancer the nurturing lover. And for those of you that are with a Cancer or you are a Cancer, you know that you're a nurturer. You love to take care of other people. You love to give to other people. You're all about family and friends and relationship. And so cancer loves to nurture. At the same time, cancer can also be a little bit bossy. Cancer likes to play mommy and daddy a lot as well. Then we get to Leo, and Leo is another fire sign, and we call Leo the dramatic lover. And, you know, Leo has such a, you know, reputation for drama. And this is really true. And that's why, you know, a lot of movie stars or, you know, Hollywood is a Leo town. So Leo is very romantic and lots of fun to be with. But you got to know if you're going to be with a Leo, everything's going to revolve around them. Leo, <laughs> I'm laughing about that. Do you know a Leo? I actually do, and I had never thought about it like that way, Megan, before. Well, you know, Leo's ruled by the sun. Every uh, sign has a ruling planet, and the sun's the center of the solar system. Good point. Leo wants to be the center of the solar system. and So Leo, you know, it can be self-involved. All the fire signs, you know, can be self-involved involved but you know leo has got a heart of gold they are very loving and magnanimous and you know and they're real givers you know so that kind of balances out all of that drama then we go to virgo virgo's another um earth sign and we call virgo the discerning lover now i think that virgo is one of those signs out there that oftentimes gets that bad rap you know virgo is critical and seen as nitpicky and Virgo analyzes everything to death. But remember, Virgo is an earth sign, and the earth signs are very central. So, in fact, uh, the, you know, Virgo, even though it's picky, um, it's a very sensual lover. And 
very, I have to say, very good in bed. Um, then we come to Libra. I happen to be a Libra. <laughs> and Libra is an air sign, and we call Libra the graceful lover. And Libra is all about the aesthetic. For example, with a Libra, you don't want to rush them into bed. Libra likes good manners. Libra likes to be wined and dined. And Libra likes a lot of beauty. You know, it's ruled by Venus, which is the sign of beauty. So they make great partners. Leo rules the sign of partnership. Um, but at the same time, they need a certain amount of finessing, and they need a certain aesthetic. Then we come to Scorpio, and here's another sign that has such a reputation. And Scorpio is a water sign, and we call Scorpio the mysterious lover because Scorpio is really deep. Here's an example of still waters run deep. And so Scorpio is very passionate and very intense, but yet Scorpios often have a hard time really expressing themselves or expressing their deeper emotions. And so sometimes it's hard to know what's going on with your mysterious lover. Then we come to Sagittarius, which would be Dr. Pat, <laughs> and we call Sagittarius the adventurous lover. Do you think that fits? I think that fits me. You know, because you I do. fire sign, right? Yeah, I think that I had never really heard that or been... Uh, uh, really thought about it in that way, but I definitely think that that's true. But let's hear you talk about it a little well, bit well, before I, I jump know, in. Well, the reason why Sagittarius is the adventurous lover is because Sagittarius loves an adventure. That's right. You know, Sagittarius rules travel. It's very worldly. So you could say to a Sag, hey, you know, meet me in Paris for a rendezvous, and Sag would say, okay, you know. So Sagittarius likes to take chances. In fact, that can be a little bit of a downside for some Sages. They're risk takers. Sometimes they can get a little bit too out there. Um, Sagittarius is the life of the party. Um, they're so much fun to be around, though, and they're, they make great friends. Now, like all the fire signs, um, Sagittarius is very independent, very bold, and with the fire signs, commitment is oftentimes an issue for them. Funny, uh, funny you should mention that. Yeah? Yeah. I will probably get some of, you know, my old partners be calling in during the show. <laughs> Do you allow that? <laughs> Don't you put a block on the, on the, on the, on the phone for but that? But I, I, I actually think my Capricorn moon may yes. help me out a little bit here. You know, and we'll talk about that, you know, in, in the show. is because what sextrology explores is, you know, the different sun signs, which we're talking about. And But you also have a moon and you have a Venus and, you, and a Mars in your full astrology chart. And actually, your moon has a lot to do with your intimacy because the moon rules your deeper self and your personality and your emotions. And so what I always say is, you know, if your sun signs aren't that compatible, look at your moon sign because mm. your moon sign has a lot to do with how you're going to deal with the day-to-day -day intimacy. You know, so the moon sign is very important, too. And I just want to put out there to listeners as they're getting confused about suns, moons, Venus, and Mars, you can get your full astrology chart on most, you know, any astrology website. You just need to know the time of birth to get it. But most of the astrology websites, you can actually get it for free. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually fabulous. Yeah. Okay. So then we have Capricorn. And Capricorn is the serious lover. And Capricorn is, an, is another earth sign. Again, those earth signs are very central. Capricorn is a serious lover because Capricorn's not frivolous. You, you usually won't see a Capricorn dancing on a tabletop, you know, with the lampshade anytime soon. Capricorn's very down to earth, very practical, doesn't like to get too out there. 
but you get Capricorn in the bedroom, and it's a whole different story. Like I said, they're very sensual. They're very into the physical, tactile aspects of lovemaking. And like all Earth signs, Capricorn is very committed. So if you really want a committed partner that's going to be with you through thick and thin, then Capricorn would be a really good match for you. Then we have Aquarius, which I think Seth is an Aquarius. And Aquarius, another air sign, is the elusive lover. Now, we call Aquarius the elusive lover because Aquarius marches to the beat of his or her own drummer. They're very independent. They don't like to be boxed in. They're all about breaking the rules and being free to do whatever they want to do. And, you know, Aquarius is also often called the hot, cold sign because one minute Aquarius is on and the next minute Aquarius is off. So that's the elusive part, you know. And air signs are not great at communicating their emotions. And so when you really want to know, you know, what's going on with you emotionally, if you're asking an Aquarius, a lot of times, you know, they're going to have some trouble or they're going to have to take some time to really be able to communicate that. And then the last sign of the zodiac is Pisces, the intuitive lover. And Pisces is a water sign. Water signs are very, they're all very intuitive, even psychic. They're emotional, they're feeling-oriented, and water signs like a lot of security in their life. Water signs are not big on change. Um, But the intuitive lover, Pisces, Pisces is, you know, they say that Cinderella was a Pisces Ah. because, you know, it's waiting for Prince Charming to come and sweep me off my feet, and we're (laughs) going to live together happily ever after forever, you know. So Pisces oftentimes has a lot of illusions about love. At the same time, they're so romantic. They're, they're very compassionate. Pisces really, you know, has the gift of unconditional love. They make great partners, and they're also highly intuitive. So oftentimes they'll know what you're thinking even before you know it. Well, I have to tell you that, you know, as you're reading through here, Megan, I'm, I'm thinking about the different people I know, and I know many of them are listening to the show tonight, and they're saying, okay, I think she's really nailed me. Right. And, but part of this is also a bigger conversation, and that's why I'm so thrilled about having you on the show tonight, because it's, we're looking at these signs, but we're looking beyond the signs mm-hmm. as well. And, and seeing how people come together yes. and what that means. I mean, you know, we're looking at not only what signs make the best lovers, but, you know, how can we bring the highest level of quality mm-hmm. to our relationships yeah. given what we know? Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, I, I love that you, you relate to this information in that way because what sexology is really about is about how you relate to other people. And, you know, the more you know about yourself, you know, it's that old, you know, saying, know thyself. And astrology is a wonderful tool for understanding who you are, what your needs are, what you really want. And then when you take a look at your partner or your lover and find out what they really need and want, it gives you a whole new understanding. And, you know, there's certain basics, you know, like fire uh, is very compatible with other fire signs. Fire is also very compatible with air. And earth signs are compatible with earth, and earth is also compatible with water. So you can look at these kind of general characteristics. 
and see how they line up together. And then we pull in different layers. It's almost like a layer cake. So we look at the sun. How compatible are you there? And your sun is your essence. It's just kind of who you are in the world. It also has a lot to do with your physical needs. It's, it's basically how you show up for life every day. And then we pull in the moon, you know, which is, brings up the deeper intimacy, and it's going to show how you relate emotionally and in the day-to-day. Then we bring in Venus and Mars, and Venus and Mars are the male and female energies. So it tells you a lot about, you know, how you relate together in that dance of male and female, you know. And we all have a male and a female energy, and we all, you know, men and women both have a Venus and Mars. So understanding a little bit more about your male and female energies, how they relate, you know, within yourself and with, with other people, you start to see we get this whole kind of bigger picture. It is a bigger picture. And I want to invite our listeners to join in on the conversation uh, because this is, as I said before, it's a great conversation to have. And, and since I've gotten a copy of the book, and I just want to mention to everyone that, uh, you know, Megan Skinner is the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Sextrology, uh, and that's what we're talking about today. It really does break down different aspects of not only what shows up in your sign, but what does it mean to be in relationship with a Sagittarius if you are a Capricorn? What do those things mean? And can you relate in, in a way that it makes sense? So I want to make sure that those of you listening to the show tonight, you have a chance to call in. You will need to have some information for Megan uh, when you call in, but she'll be able to talk with you about you, your relationships, or perhaps the relationship that you're in, or the relationship that either did or didn't work. So those numbers are, and I want to give them out, it's the toll-free number, 877-876-5227. That's 877-876-5227. So that's toll-free in the United States, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we'll be able to connect you with Megan tonight. We'll be able to talk about your chart as well as uh, maybe get some understanding about why some things are happening in your relationships the way they're happening right now. You know, Megan, as we go through the book and you look at um, both the sun signs and the ascendants, and you lay this out very. Uh, this is this is so wonderfully, um, uh, you know, d- depicted. For example, and so when I look at this, and you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Are there any signs that you would say, okay, look, if you are a, a, an Aries in relationship with X? You may have to fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> signs that you would have to fasten your seatbelt with would be always a fire sign. Uh-huh. You know, because fire signs, they're just, you know, first of all, fire signs are so much fun. You know, I mean, they're, they're the ones that really, they make the world go round. You know, they're the pioneers. They're the innovators. They're the ones that get things started. At the same time, they're kind of bold. They're brass. You know, you know, the great thing about a fire sign is they're honest. They tell it like it is. You know, a fire sign is not going to have hidden agendas like maybe a water sign might have. But, you know, with a fire sign, you've got to keep up. You know, you've got to be open to change. They're very spontaneous. They love change. You know, they have big personalities. You know, they're full of life. 
So if you like to kind of, you know, like stay at home and, and, you know, not be too adventurous and just, you know, be comfortable with your lover, you know, and not take too many risks and kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, a stable environment, you know, maybe a fire sign's not going to be exactly the right match for you. Or like, you know, to use you as an example, Dr. Pat, you're a Sag, you know, so you've got this, you know, um, outgoing fire energy, but you've got that moon in Capricorn, which really balances it out. So on one level, you're this fiery, you know, person that I'm sure, you know, that comes a lot out on the radio and your, you know, your media activities. But at home, I bet you're, you know, a little bit more quiet. Oh, my you know? gosh. You have no idea. Right, because that Capricorn moon is very stable. That Capricorn moon likes routine. You know, it likes things to happen and unfold in a certain way. Again, all the earth signs are very committed. They're true blue. So you've got a really nice balance there. Well, know? I actually did a show. I know that, that um, you, you'll get a real kick out of this, Megan. I did a show one time. Uh, where my Sagittarius was talking to my Capricorn and vice versa. And I, and I actually did a couple of shows, a series of shows on, on a couple of different aspects of my life where the, you know, my Sagittarius would talk to my Capricorn. Like, you know, the minute that you want to get on a plane and go and on to, uh, out on this fabulous, fabulous date, get on a plane and no, you can't just go to a show in the town you live. You have to get on a plane and want to go to San Francisco to see the opera or something like that. So that is the adventurous lover. Yes, and and, and then you have the other side right. of me, and sometimes it's very interesting, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this. Our listeners can relate to this. There are other parts that say, no, don't do that. That is probably the, you know, the most stupid thing you could ever do. And here you either get this schizophrenic uh, uh, approach to life or you learn how to deal with the integration. Let's go to the phones, Megan. I believe we have a caller, but I know you're going to address this issue. Well, I wanted to say integration, 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 <laughs> because that's the key, and that's the wholeness that we're all looking for is not to hang out in one part. You know, it's have them all work together. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Let's go to the phones. Who do we have joining us tonight? Oh, Janet. Is this Janet? Uh huh. Hi, Janet. Where are you calling from? Connecticut. Uh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to speak up so we can Co hear you. Connecticut. Connecticut. I love Connecticut. Let me introduce you to me again, and we want to make sure we get your questions. So, how can we help you tonight? Um, I'm calling about relationship. Yep. Uh, his birthday is eight three one six two. Uh, uh eight thirty one sixty two. And and Janet, when's your birthday? Four eleven fifty two. Okay, so we've got a Virgo here on one side, and then you're an Aries. Um, January, February, March, April, right? Aries and and Virgo. Now he's an Earth sign, okay? And Earth and Fire are not always the most compatible elements. But while we're talking here, what I'm going to do? I've got something called an ephemeris. And an ephemeris, uh, what it does is it shows me where all the planets were on the day that you were born. So in this case, you know, we're not seeing real compatible suns, so I'm sure there's some issues there. Like maybe he's a little bit more, you know, conservative and a little bit more practical and a little bit more security-minded than, than you as an Aries are. But I'm looking up your astrology here in my ephemeris, and I'm going to find out exactly where your moon is 
which is maybe going to give us a little bit more information about what you need. Ah, here you are. Okay, so you're in Aries, but you have your moon in Cancer. And moon in Cancer, you know, this is this kind of integration that Dr. Pat and I were just talking about, is moon in Cancer, you know, is happy staying at home watching a DVD with some Ben and Jerry's, you know. You know, it, it's like it, it, moon in, in, in in cancer loves comfort and loves security and you know likes uh you know doesn't necessarily like a whole lot of change you know mm -hmm. and actually because remember earth and water are very compatible so your moon is compatible that the cancer moon water is compatible with his virgo i also looked him up and he's a double virgo oh boy double virgo mm -hmm. so that's like an extra dose of virgo and because his moon is in Virgo as well. So you actually have compatible moons. But with all of that Virgo, I would have to say at times he's going to challenge you or mm -hmm. you're going to challenge him. What do you think about that? Yeah, because we have a lot of opposition. Yeah. Well, what, can you give me an example, like something that you feel that you really are opposite about? Uh, we're kind of distant sometimes, and then sometimes we're close. Uh, he, he's distant? Yeah, yeah, like we don't communicate. Oh, oh, okay, uh, communicating. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't think either one of you are great communicators. <laughs> no, no offense, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think communication is definitely something that you guys would need to work on. Um, the other thing is you guys are kind of coming from a little bit of opposite directions in, in the day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, I would think probably what you're working on is maybe being a better listener, you know? Mm -hmm. And what he's le working on maybe is learning how to really express his emotions. With earth signs, you know, that's some sometimes difficult for them. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, I, you know, that's a lot of information. Uh, there's lots more in the book as well. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay. Thank I hope you. that was helpful for yes, you. it was. All right, great. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And I want to make sure that everybody out there knows where, that Megan is going to be taking your calls tonight. And if you'd like to call in and connect and get some clarity, then you could do that, 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. Now, you know, you're talking about a Virgo here. Let's talk about this for a minute <laughs> because, you know, uh, one of the longest relationships I had ever been in was with a Virgo. Right. And I think the Virgo, I, I think it was a Virgo with a Scorpio rising. I don't remember now. Okay. I do remember okay. the birth date. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's interesting how we look at signs independently, but it's fascinating to me how we look at signs and from a collective. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, because, like, for you, Virgo, an earth sign, is actually compatible with your Capricorn moon. Right. You know, so there is some compatibility there, but that Sag, you know, is going to challenge Virgo, you know. So, but again, it's like, you know, again, the integration is taking them all together. We're all, there's very rarely the perfect relationship. I have yet to see it. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But we're all working on different stuff. And the great thing about astrology is, you know, you evolve. Like, you know, it's interesting to me. I can look at two people's astrology charts 
that are very, very similar, and they can be very different. And you have to also take into consideration someone that maybe has done some work, is a little bit more conscious, you know, it's kind of like working on their path, so to speak. They're going to, like, not be so quite entrenched, maybe, in some of the more mundane or base elements of each of the signs. You know, you can evolve your astrology, you know, as you grow and learn about it. So, you know, if we just look at this on a very base, mundane level, we would see a clash, right? But as each of those people, because the whole point about astrology is, you know, you pull in, it's based on polarities or opposites attract. So if you pull in a relationship and you're having issues, that says something that you're working about within your own being. So there's a wonderful reflection there for you to learn about yourself on a bigger level. So the more you're willing to do that and say, hey, why did I choose a Virgo? You know, what is there for me to learn in that relationship? And even though, you know, maybe it didn't last, I bet you learned a lot. Absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, it's interesting as you're talking about, uh, you know, you're just talking about this, I'm kind of flashing back. Um, what I learned from a Virgo counterpart, it was of enormous use to me because, uh, it, you know, and I don't really understand the evolution of one's chart, but, you know, I was told that, you know, your chart changes as you change. There are things about the return. But for, you know, the first, uh, you know, uh, I'd say 20, 30 years of my life, uh, you couldn't bother me with detail. Right. I mean, right. Uh, you know, anything that even looked like a detail of anything right. was my worst nightmare. And yet being with someone like a Virgo who loves the detail, right. and, and, you know, this is just my experience, it was so important. But you said something very interesting, Megan, and I want to make sure everyone knows that, you know, this book, Sextrology, it's available pretty much everywhere. Right, yes. So, folks, if you if you want to get a copy of it, you definitely can get a copy of it. But uh, I wanted to ask you, Megan, can we give out your website so oh, folks can find out more about you? Absolutely, and thank you very much. It's www.meganskinner.com, and I'm going to spell it. M-E-G-A-N-S-K-I-N-N-E-R. And the book is really easy to get right off Amazon. Um, it's at all the, you know, Barnes and Nobles, Borders. So it's, it is really easy to get. And if you have any trouble getting it, email me and I'll, I'll hook you up. <laughs> okay. Oh, and, and I want to make sure that everybody knows that, you know, this book is available right now. So you can, you can find it. And I want to mention that we are taking your calls. Uh, Megan is going to be able to work with you, answer your relationship questions maybe talk to you about some issues, get some clarity, 877-876-5227. That's our toll-free number here, 877-876-5227. Now, Megan, I have been dying to ask you this question. <laughs> we've talked about our moons. We've talked about, um, I, I guess, our sun signs. Where does, and I never really understood this about astrology, but where and how does our rising sign uh, fit into the mix? That's a really, really good question. And, you know, the, the, the thing that's sometimes challenging about the rising sign is you have to know your time of birth to get your rising sign. Like, for example, with our last caller, I was looking up her information in an ephemeris, mm -hmm. which uh, lists where all the planets were at the time of your birth, and yet it doesn't include a rising sign. Because the, the rising sign is the, the sign that is on the horizon 
at the moment that you're born. It's the sign that's, that's transiting the horizon at the moment that you're born. It's based on your time of birth. And, you know, for a lot of people, you know, that don't have their time of birth, they're not going to be able to get their rising sign. But that's okay. You can still get a tremendous amount of information about your, yourself or your chart. But just, just in definition, the rising sign is it's, it's the sign on the cusp of your first house. And the first house is you. So your rising sign is how you come into your body in this lifetime. So a good way to think about it is it's the you that you put out to the world. Like your sun is your essence, and your rising sign is the clothes that you dress it in. All right. Let's take our caller, and then I'll let you know what my rising sign is. I'm curious. I might have to guess. (laughs) All right. Who do we have joining us on the line tonight? Rosemary. I think I know what my rising sign is. Hi, Rosemary. Where are you calling from? Chicago. Hi. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, Let me connect you with Megan and go ahead and ask your question. Yes. Okay. I'm in this incredibly wonderful marriage. And I've never had anything like this in my whole life. Wow. And I was wondering if you could do a little comparison to find sure. out why it works so well. Well, well isn't that a lovely thing? Mm-hmm. You know, isn't that a it's lovely? So, Rosemary, when's your birthday? July 19th. And can I have the year? 1945. Birth time is 133. Okay, good for you. Know, you. know your stuff. So you're a Cancer. Mm-hmm. And, and your partner? He's a Leo. And he was born on the 12th of August, 1930. Okay, 1930. Okay, well, here's another case where, you know, we've got you a Cancer and Leo, so we've got you water and and, and he's fire. And so that's not always the, you know, the most compatible thing. So what we're going to do is we're going to check out your, your moon signs. And remember, because you're a Cancer, the moon is actually your ruling planet. So the moon is especially significant to you. 17 degrees of Scorpio, 6th house. Oh, my gosh. We've got someone that knows their chart. That's often. So your moon's in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're double water. Mm-hmm. And um, what's your rising sign? Gemini. Okay. So you've Venus. got that Gemini rising. Well, the Gemini is very compatible with Leo okay. because air and fire go together. And I'm looking up your partner here, August 12th, 1930. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... 12th, uh, yeah, uh, August 12th, 1930. Oh, here we go. He's got his moon in Pisces, so he's one sweet Leo. Um, you know, and that goes really well with your cancer, because you, you're water, you're, and look at that. You're like Cancer Scorpio, and he, he completes the triangle with Pisces, because those are the three water signs. Wow. So even though I'm sure his Leo may challenge you, although I think it, what I kind of get is it cracks you up. I think you're <laughs> amused by his Leo-ness. Um, but your moons are really compatible. So remember that moon is, you know, it's your emotions, it's your soul energy. Also, there's some karma there. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about soulmate connections. So it's really how you, you know, how you're going to relate in that deeper intimacy. So you've got that water going on. It's very, you know, in sync. You know, I bet you guys are very intuitive with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I that's think. a working relationship, Rosemary. Okay, so it, it's it's in the charts and it works. It works. It, it works. <laughs> with all of that intuitive energy, I mean, it's almost amazing. You, you, I, I would imagine that you each do very well at pleasing each other in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. Just the most incredible gift 
of of each other's presence is what I celebrate every day. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so beautiful. Wow. And, Dr. Pat, that's such a great way to put it is, mm-hmm. just, you know, knowing what each other wants, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then being willing to give it to each other, right. you know. And Moon in Pisces, I have my Moon in Pisces, and, you know, I, and I think that's where a lot of my intuitive abilities come from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Moon in Pisces is very compassionate and very generous. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much thank for calling you. in. And thank, thank you, Rosemary. Wonderful, wonderful evening. Oh, thank you. You thank as well. Okay, bye. What a beautiful story. Isn't that I, it, nice? It's so wonderful to be able to connect with people as we do on, on this show. And for those of you just tuning in, I want to mention that you are tuned in to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about me, about our show, about the many hours of radio we do a week, you can just go right to my website, which is www.thedrpatshow.com, which is T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com. Uh, and there's lots of information about Megan on our website. We have a profile page on her as well as links to um, uh, her website. So lots of information. Now, I will share with you my um, my rising sign. Okay. Or I, do you want to guess? I think it's either air or fire. Okay. Well, it's... Well, that's like, was that broad enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> that's like playing the roulette wheel, yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Okay, we're, it's going to be black or red. Oh, I think it's fire. <laughs> uh, Taurus rising. Oh, you you know what? You told me that once. I remember you, you told me that. <laughs> well, am I off or what? You know, um, but, but, you know, Dr. Pat, that, you know what's so great about Taurus rising, by the way, essential lover, um, is that it's so steady. You know, you, you've got that, you know, that Sag, which is just going to be so outgoing. But that Taurus, like, I bet you're really good at business, you know, you know. And I bet you really enjoy. The thing about Taurus is Taurus really enjoys life, you know, to the fullest. That's why it's the central lover. It's not just sex. It's, you know, it's doing the radio show. It's having a great dinner. You know, Taurus is really great at stopping and smelling the roses and that's why they don't move real fast is <laughs> because they're they're taking time to stop and smell the roses absolutely well that you know this is always so fascinating to connect with you we do have another caller oh, let's great. go to the phones who do we have joining us now i know you're there who do we have calling in today we may have lost Oh, that. shoot. That's okay. We'll just make sure that, uh, yep, I, I just got a little message said she dropped. Please call back. We'd love to talk with you. 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. We'd love to take your call. Megan Skinner is my guest today. The book is The Complete Idiot's Guide to Sextrology, and it's a wonderful and fun and fun book. <laughs> I love it because you actually break it down in a way that I can understand it. And at the same time, you also share some really cool information. I mean, you go through the book and you talk about some of the people in the media, some of the people right, in pop right. culture. Uh, you know, I was looking at something here around George Clooney. Oh, yeah, I guess what sign he is. Well, uh, I, I forget what it is. I know I was just there, He's but I thought it was a Taurus. Yeah. He's a Taurus. And you know, he, Tars can kind of be the strong, stoic type. And again, uh-huh. you know, he's the sensual lover. And, you know, my rising sign is Leo, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Leo, I love the whole celebrity, you know, I'm a celebrity watcher, you know, in a positive way, not in a tabloid way. And so, 
You know, and I think we learn a lot from celebrities. And so it was really fun to, you know, go through the different signs, you know, the different, you know, stars and, you know, find out what signs they are and, you know, what's going on in their relationships. So we do have, a, you know, this section or this little uh, box throughout the book, and it's called Cosmic Lovers. And, it's, you know, it talks about the different celebrities and what their signs are. And sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's surprising. Well, it, it is, and what I love about the book is, is that you lay this out exactly the way we're talking about it right now, so that you know folks can take a look. They could look, take a look at their their signs. They could look at the moon and Taurus, moon and Virgo, right. as well as uh, you know some of the other things. And then you also go on to talk about, for example, air moons together. Right, right, and so again, it's it's it's, it's linking them up and. You know, the great thing about the, you know, it is an idiot's guide. <laughs> and the great thing about the idiot's guide is, you know, it, you can know absolutely the idiot part is that you don't know anything. And so you can come into this book having no information and get a lot out of it. Or because, you know, we do these different layers, the moons, and then we look at houses and we look at aspects between signs. So even if you know a lot about astrology, you can kind of get into this where it gets a little bit deeper and more complicated. And, you know, you know, Dr. Pat, I would love to be able to mention that in the book there's this section on soulmates, and that was actually one of my favorite parts of the book to write, because you can actually look at soulmates in astrology. And, you know, in my private practice, you know, I get this so much from people about, you know, gosh, you know, I met him or her, and we had this really intense instant connection, and, you know, but at the same time it's not working. You know, so how can I just feel so strongly about someone and so connected? And a lot of times the connection is instantaneous, and yet it's not working. And a lot of times these are soulmate relationships, or sometimes they do work, you know. But So there's this whole section on soulmates, too, which I think is really fascinating. Oh, it is. And I love the way that you address that this in the book, because I think we're hearing so much right now um, about soulmates, right? And you know, we're hearing about why people are not finding their soulmate. Right. Why people are? I mean, with all of the online dating services right, right now, yes. you know, people are using that term quite a bit. But not many people are using it the way that you've done uh, in describing it in the book. What would you say, Megan, that that has fascinated you most? Uh, when writing the, the the section on soulmates? Well, you know, to be my definition of soulmates, and I do think it's a term that gets really overused, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it can mean a lot of different things. And we're all looking for our soulmate. I mean, I think that's just part of the human experience. But to me, a soulmate is someone that you have agreed to come together in this lifetime to learn and grow together. And so and you don't have to believe in past lives to believe in it. I, you know, it's basically there's a reason why you're together. And the reason why you're together is to learn and grow from each other. And oftentimes when you have that soulmate connection, it's going to happen in a very intense or dramatic way. Like our last caller, I would say those guys are soulmates, mm-hmm. you know, in the best sense. And they've come together to really you know, you know, open up and celebrate each other's lives. But there's, so there's some soulmates, because I think, you know, especially, you know, when you talk about the online dating, people say, I'm looking for my soulmate. I'm looking for my soulmate. There's this kind of connotation that that means you're going to live happily ever after together forever. And that's not true necessarily. Sometimes it works like that. 
But a soulmate is oftentimes a catalyst for growth. And so sometimes that growth, it could be harmonious and it goes on forever. Or sometimes you have this very, you know, intense connection with a soulmate and it doesn't last. And yet there's huge learning and growing from it. But what's really difficult is because, the, you know, the connection is so intense, it's confusing. And a lot of times people have that connection and then they have a hard time getting out of it. So we talk about in the book there's actually a, a, a positive soulmate checklist where you can go through and look at, you know, what are the signs of a, of a growth-oriented, you know, enhancing soulmate connection, and then also a negative soulmate list, which talks about, you know, some of the downsides and the unhealthy aspect of a soulmate connection. And I love the way that you laid this out in the book. I definitely loved hearing uh, Brenda and Rob's story. Yes. That was beautiful. Uh, there, I also want to mention uh, one of the things that you've put in this book. I'll tell you, Megan, my gosh, this book, this is jam-packed. <laughs> the thing that I love about this also is you've got a quiz in here, the sextrology <laughs> I quiz. I love the sextrology quiz. Did you take it? Uh, yeah, I have taken it. And I haven't finished scoring it, so I'm going to do that later. Okay. Um, but I love the questions. Thank you. That was fun. It was totally fun, and I've never seen anything quite like this. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of magazines, you know, and you know how they, they have these kind of sometimes in like Cosmo, you mm-hmm. know, or Mademoiselle or whatever. They have those quizzes you take about you and your lover. Right. You know, and so it was kind of like a playoff on, on that, you know, and it was a fun way to kind of, you know, learn about, you know, how much you learn from the book and also learn by taking the quiz. And like you, you pointed out, the book is fun, you know what I mean? And, and we take every opportunity, even in some of the more serious parts to really have fun with it. It is very fun, and I want to go to one of the questions in okay. here because we actually had a big debate about this question before the show today. And this is, I just want to give our listeners a sense of, of, you know, not only how informative the book is, but how much fun it is. So it was question number 12, and it was, you are your lover's favorite movies are romantic tearjerkers like Beaches, The Wedding Singer, or Casablanca. Is it more likely that you have planets in Aries and Sagittarius, Cancer and Pisces, Taurus and Capricorn, and Virgo and Gemini? And what's interesting is, you know, I went to one, uh, I picked one, um, one of these combinations, and my friend picked another, and we had this big debate, and she wanted me to, to, to say to you, and I don't know the answer to this because I haven't looked up the answer. Okay. But, you know, right out at the, the, the top, I would imagine that it would be Cancer and Pisces. And what did your friend pick? Uh, my friend picked Aries and Sagittarius. <laughs> well, you know, there's, you, you know, we never are right or wrong, but your friend is really wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if Cancer and Pisces is right. That but is being right. A Sagitt- you, you are right. You yeah. are a astrologer. Uh-huh. And... It's because, you know, all of those movies are very sentimental, you know, they're very, you know, they're romantic, Mm -hmm. you know, they're very much about relationship and falling in love, and that's so cancer. Well, and I also did it, and I'll do just true confession since we're talking about this today, but I also use process of elimination. So listen to the way I went about it. You're going to have a, (laughs) this is a kick. I said, well, wait a minute, I'm a Sagittarius, and you know what? Uh, When would I be watching those movies? Only when probably uh, my Pisces partner, if I had one, took me. 
and so it's not A. Uh, Taurus and Capricorn. Oh, let me think now. My moon is in Capricorn. My rising sign is sign is Taurus. Right. I don't think so. <laughs> and then I went to Virgo, and I said, well, it could be the Virgo Gemini thing, but I don't think so because Gemini would be torn between a tearjerker movie and an action movie. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, Pat, great job. And you know what? I'm going to. I have to. You know, we have to update the book. Gets updated every year. I'm going to use you as an example. Okay. Your process in the next book because that is just too darn good. Isn't that funny? And so, uh, and so we had this conversation about okay. Well, uh, you know, what movies do you like? And it's very easy. When I'm actually honest and truthful about what I would be drawn to, if, Megan, if you just said to me, uh, okay, Pat, you have, you know, two hours of spare time in the day, and you could actually watch a movie, which movie would you go and watch? Yeah. Would I pick one of these movies, Beaches or The Wedding Singer or whatever, Casablanca, or would I pick X-Men, The Last Stand? And <laughs> now, Ted, I have to ask you. Is it, okay, because you're my you're, you're my my test case here. Okay. So, so you're a Sag Capricorn Taurus. Mm-hmm. Is X Men your choice? Absolutely. Oh my it would, lord! It would be an adventure movie. Okay, right, right. It right, would be right. an adventure movie. With a little message, right? Uh, that Capricorn likes a little message. And there was a lot of message in yeah. the movie. Although my friends, you know, they'll look at me and they'll say that was actually not. A movie with any message, but it was. Yeah, no, I mean, I and I explained you. it, and I said, you know what, the movie is truly about <laughs> mutants, and the fact that we, you know, that people in a society are prejudiced. I mean, I have this whole social story around. Well, it. you know, and that's very sad because Sag is a true humanitarian. You know, Sag gets very upset about injustice in the world. You mm-hmm. know, so okay, so I'm actually I'm taking notes here because I'm X Men. So let me ask you as we wind this up, and we've talked about so many things, I want to thank you for joining us here today, Uh, and let's make sure we give out your your website again, which is meganskinner.com, and so very easy to find, M-E-G-A-N-S-K-I-N-N-E-R.com, lots of information on the website, Uh, you can also uh, find out when Megan is going to have sessions and classes and workshops and podcasts and many, many things on here and how to connect with her personally because, as I said earlier, she is a clairvoyant spiritual counselor and author. And so as we wrap this up, if I were to ask you, Megan, is there any combination that you could think of immediately for people to, quote, beware of, is there such a thing? No. Okay. Because it's all about the integration of many things. Yeah, you know, there's uh, there's always so many levels to it, you know, and you know, so there's that's why we always see in astrology, there's no right or wrong, you know, it's just about kind of what what works and what works better, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, you can have like incompatible suns and you know an incompatible moon. But maybe you have, you know, a soulmate connection, which mm-hmm. is your north and south node, or a really compatible Venus and Mars. So, you know, usually if you're together, there's some connection or there's some compatibility there, or you wouldn't be together, you know, and that's what you really want to play off of. Well, we often hear things like, for example, uh, the, the, the famous, and I can't remember who the astrologer was, quote around Jen- Jen- Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. 
and, you know, a comment about, well, you could have seen that they weren't going to make it. I mean, even though perhaps we can see it, it truly is, especially in the way you worked with one of our callers earlier, it really is a more integrated picture than just looking at the surface. You know, and Dr. Pat, I'm so glad you brought that up before we have to sign off because, you know, it's not black and white. You, you know what I mean? And there are a lot of different levels. And, you know, uh, I, you know, I think that it's really wrong to say that blanketly someone's not compatible. And you know what? I've looked at some of the most compatible charts in the zodiac, and it doesn't work. You know, so sometimes you can be super compatible, but there's different, you know, soul differences or evolutionary differences, and it doesn't work. You know, so we just, you, you, you just don't know. Well, and this has been, you know, a great conversation. Oh, thank you so uh, and, I, and I especially know and related to the chapter that you wrote about our, our eyes met across a crowded room, yeah. dot, dot, dot. Uh, and, you know, and by the way, they may have met, but sometimes that initial connection isn't really the, the bedrock of what relationship is built upon, correct? Right. Very correct. But if you have that instant connection, there's something to pay attention to. Oh, absolutely. It just doesn't mean, you know, again, the soulmate, it's not necessarily forever and ever. And that's right. And if you're like me and you've got that Sagittarian going on, <laughs> you're probably not going to go out and rent a Learjet and, <laughs> and travel around the world with this person. Uh... Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. I wanted to ask you, and as we close, uh, we've talked about so many things. I love the book. I love the way... It, it, it really talks about the different aspects of who we are, cosmic lovers, debunking the old myths. I mean, there are many things that you've included in this book and done it in a way that each of us could truly understand it. What would your personal message be today uh, for, our, for the listeners? Well, that's great. Thank you. You know, I would just say, you know, take time to learn your astrology. It's a wonderful journey of learning more about yourself, who you are, what you want in this world, and also give you a tremendous amount of information about what you want in partnership. So it's worth the journey, and it'll be lots of fun, and you'll learn so much about yourself. Well, I, I want to thank you for joining us here today. I mean, it certainly uh, is, uh, is a blast to be able <laughs> to look at ourselves. Yes. And, you know, look at our, and, and, you know, and, and now starting new conversations in our relationship. You know, you got the book, and you're sitting over here, and you're saying, "Look, look what, look what this is about." You see that? That's just my Capricorn talking. <laughs> well, isn't it great to have these kind of conversations? You it know? is. It is. And I want to thank all of our listeners today uh, for joining in and for uh, how loyal and and committed you each are for tuning us in, turning us on each week. I want to thank you, Megan. As we say on the Dr. Pat Show, thank you for joining us. And we'd like you to know that you rock. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you right back here next week. Again, to find out more about Megan, check her out, the website, meganskinner.com. Until next week, keep your head up high. Know that you are truly blessed and magnificent and live life full out. We'll see you next week right back here on the Dr. Pat Show on bbsradio.com. We'll see you then. Have yourselves a great week.